Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, we are just days away, Shane, from the greatest week of football action on the football calendar, in my opinion. I'm doing great, watching all these Lane Kiffin rumors. Yeah. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, boy, it was tweeting up a storm last <laughs> night, weren't they? I mean, I thought I thought we are going to have it. I, and I don't want to give this guy any props because he, he fooled the whole world there for a second. But uh, came out with a, with a tweet letting us know that it's done. Lane Kiffin's out. Come Friday, he's stepping down after the game, and he's heading down to Auburn. And, of course, Lane Kiffin drug his ass through the mud. <laughs> but I, I do got to ask you, Mike, because usually when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've been talking about Lane and Auburn uh, for, for many, many weeks now. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, Do you think Auburn's still on? Do you think they're on the books here? Or do you think this is a, a, a good shot for Lane? Because that's the argument you keep hearing is, is whenever there is this – this noise it's Lane Kiffin can end it all by coming out and saying hey I'm sticking around I'm coming back next season but he's not doing that it's almost like he's waiting for an opportunity and that may not be Auburn but I'm just curious your thoughts uh if you were you're a gambling man just like me if you're to put a a, out of a hundred dollars how much of it would you put on Lane Kiffin being at Auburn next year I'd probably put it Shane if I'm being 100 percent honest Mm mm-hmm $75 $75 on okay. him being at Auburn. So I didn't say 100. I didn't say 99. Yeah. I mean, I still think there's a there's a shot he stays at Ole Miss, but I think he just said the key uh, the key thing, Shane, and, and something everybody is basically saying, you know, he's been asked this question basically every opportunity the last month, and yeah. not one time has he said, I'm not going, I'll be at Ole Miss, right. I'm staying at Ole Miss. Now – You can read into that many different ways, Shane. I mean, he's been very adamant. He wants NIL support. Mm -hmm. He wants fan support. Facilities. We're about to play a clip here. He's complaining that, hey, we've won two Egg Bowls in a row. Maybe if we win a third, they'll fix the leaks in the damn ceiling. I mean, every opportunity he's basically calling out to Ole Miss to, to not necessarily make a commitment to him, but make the commitments necessary for the Rebels to be perennial SEC contenders. And I don't know, Shane. I mean, I think the longer this goes on, Mm -hmm. the more it hurts Ole Miss and their recruiting and their current team going into this big rivalry game. There's, There's basically no reason to let this drag on unless he is seriously contemplating leaving. And I do not... I've talked to many people, Shane. I've not heard one legitimate say, deal's done, he's leaving. Now, he may. He very well Mm -hmm. may. But I do think any report saying that he's gone is premature at this point in time. And we're seeing reports of that nature. We're seeing Mm -hmm. reports that he's staying at Ole Miss. You can't trust anything on social (laughs) media. I'm just saying 
there's a lot of eight dollar reporters out there and i'm one <laughs> of them mike you know what i'm saying it's like i was like oh i see a check mark and i'm like oh he's got 200 followers you know so maybe he's not a notable character here but it is it's it's easy to get sucked in one of the ones i saw was a, a snapchat from um it was a picture of a snapchat from a player that apparently uh, kiffin came in and said he's coming back and they're like let's effing go you know so it's so it's but it's like got 14 retweets so i don't know <laughs> like how credible that source is but it is just the season mike uh we're we're waiting for kiffin to do something because i think and, and whether it be just a, a double down commitment to Ole Miss or whether it be, Hey, I am going somewhere else, you know, something. So there's going to be some magical news coming out of Oxford. And I think it's going to come after this game. Right. Yeah. So, Hey, we'll know in just a couple of days time, Shane, and we, we were discussing it. we got Thanksgiving coming up. Of course, mm-hmm. we are not planning on recording on Thursday. You know, give us, give us a little bit of break, spend time with our families, eat some good food, drink some good beer. So we probably are not going to have a show on Friday. Yeah. But I promise you, if Lane Kiffin makes a decision, I'll be doing emergency podcast. <laughs> we'll get something out there. So just uh, just a little note for the audience. Thursday show is going to be our pick show, and, and that'll be it till <laughs> an emergency is necessary. So keep that in your back pocket, Shane. But we got a lot to cover aside from yeah. Lane Kiffin here. We got a game, don't forget. Big time game down there, the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. Before we get rolling, Shane, a couple questions I've, I've been kind of thinking I'd, I'd love to chat with you here. Going into this epic weekend here, the final weekend of the regular season, we got three teams, Shane, all three playing conference matchups, playing rivalry matchups mm-hmm. that are fighting for their bowl lives. And, of course, I'm talking about Missouri. You're hosting Arkansas. Auburn playing at Alabama. And Vanderbilt hosting Tennessee. All three of those, Shane, they must get a win to reach the postseason. Which one, again, Missouri, Auburn, or Vanderbilt, which one do you think a bowl trip would mean more for, you know, however you want to shape it, the coach? But really what I'm thinking is – the future of the program, the continued development. Which mm-hmm. one do you think a postseason berth would mean the most for? Oh man, Mike, that is a tough, tough question. Um, the, the, and I, man, I hate to take the cheap answer here, but there's a few. Uh, you know, I think emotionally, I think Auburn needs it. You know what I'm saying? For everything they've gone through, the start of the season, out of the bowl, out of, out of bowl race, the whole nine yards. I just think there's something magical, and not, not to mention what it takes to get there is beat Alabama uh, in the Iron Bowl. So it's not it's probably the one of the toughest feats to do. Yeah. Uh, but if if that were to happen, I think that would be monumental. Uh, everybody would be talking about the the four weeks we had with Cadillac, you know. So yeah. I, I think that's that's big. But brother, I think it's bigger. I think it's bigger for Missouri. Mm. And, and 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 let me go with you here because when I think of bowl, the first thing I think of is a is a continuation of the season, which also means continuation of practice. And there is a lot of young raw talent. 
up there in Mizzou. And I'm not saying anything about Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, they're a developmental school. They've they've been great. And I wouldn't even rule out some of these teams still getting a bowl bid with five wins. But Missouri in particular has stood out to me because of the way they have developed and the and the just the, the they've gotten better throughout the season here. And a lot of that's because they have young talent. And so I think those extra practices could really come in handy for Coach Eli and the boys there. So if I'm leaning out of the three schools here, even though I kind of hit on all of them, I'm going to say <laughs> give me M-I-Z because I think the practices would be monumental for that crew. Hmm. Now, that's not a bad answer, Shane. I mean, I certainly could make the case for Missouri just like you did, but I'm going to go a different direction, Shane. I'm going to say Vanderbilt for me. Clark mm -hmm. Lee – just a total disaster he took over there, Vanderbilt. I think this would be just a sign to everybody. They already did well in recruiting last cycle. I think they'll continue to do well. But I think something you, you hit on there, developmental. There's no bigger developmental program than Vanderbilt because they're, they're simply at a different level when it comes to recruiting because of the mm -hmm. academic requirements, all that. But I think Vanderbilt would be able to sell – just the vision, the future of the program. They get, they got a lot of young talent, obviously, as well, that, that really needs these extra reps. And even if they lost their bowl game by 100 points, Shade, <laughs> that is something that they I don't think they would take for granted. A bowl trip is – remember, the season started in Hawaii, and the jokes – I mean, everybody right. was making it. This is their bowl trip. Well, flash forward three months, they may <laughs> punch their – Bowl ticket for real. So I think Vanderbilt and, and also, Shay, we got to consider that, uh, you know, the, the transfer portal windows coming up here pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt's got a lot of good pro players, and I hear it all across the SEC. Oh, I can't wait for this guy to get in the portal. I can't wait for that guy to get in the portal. I think if you punch your ticket to the postseason, keeps a lot of those guys more locked in and, yeah. and committed to what Clark Lee is building. Um, and, and it's not just Vanderbilt. I mean, hell, it's it's going to be every team in the SEC. Shane's going to have guys jumping into the portal. So I just think it'll mean so much to Vanderbilt. I think it means more to them. But certainly Missouri and Auburn would be great for those programs too. I think I think like you, I would put Auburn last though, just because they're getting a new coach. Yeah. And I anticipate that roster to be near unrecognizable next season with the right with the players going to the NFL with uh potential transfers from uh the, the portal and everything like that particularly if it's the portal king lane kiffin down there <laughs> you know he's going to do a 180 on that roster so well it, it too the the pridefulness of of an SEC win in a bowl match because there's a lot of teams that just kind of eke into these things, and some of the players are opting out. I, I think we'd get a, I think we'd get a loaded roster from both of these two programs, and and the way Missouri's playing of late, and nothing against Vanderbilt because again they they knocked off Kentucky, they knocked off Florida, mm -hmm. but I just think Missouri catching another six win team out of the ACC or something like that, you know, could be an absolute bloodbath. So that's what I want to see. And again, just the, the youthfulness of that program uh, really get a full display because I think that's what Eli would do is kind of shift this a little bit away from, you know, nothing against cook or anything like that, but maybe a, a little shift away so we can see a little glimpse of what Missouri is going to be working with next year. 
Now, on the flip side, Shane, we got a number of teams going into a, a rivalry game. Even though mm-hmm. Arkansas don't call it a rivalry. But <laughs> they got, they're got they going into these matchups, Shane, where I think if they lose the game, man, yeah. I think these coaches are going to face a ton of heat. I don't care what they do in the postseason. This is going to be, you know, nine months of, of fans being pissed off. So let, let me ask you which one needs a win the most. And I'm, I got five here for you. Sam Pittman over mm-hmm. Missouri. I don't know if you caught it, Shane. I, me, Steven and I were going back and forth on the last episode on how Arkansas people don't consider this a rivalry. And I even said it on the show, Shane. I said, watch, Steven. This is a test right here. I'm going to put out a clip of Eli Drinkwitz on Tuesday talking about this rivalry, and we'll have dozens of dozens of dozens of Arkansas people screaming that this ain't a rivalry. And guess what? (laughs) They, you know, it's like I played them like a damn mariachi. It's exactly (laughs) what they are doing. So you can't tell me this is not a rivalry because, hell, I tweet about Mizzou all the time. I don't see Tennessee people. I don't see Florida people. I don't see Kentucky people complaining and talking. It's just Arkansas. So, Hey, Sam Pittman says it's a rivalry. Drink says it's a rivalry. Their actions say it's a rivalry. They're going to be mad as hell if Arkansas loses to Missouri, something that they do far too often up there in Columbia, if you were to ask those fan bases. So, you know, you can make the case Sam Pittman. Season Mm -hmm. has not gone as expected. This would be the final kind of slap in the face there. Josh Heupel, Tennessee. Also on this list, Shane. I mean, all the goodwill. I don't. I don't want to say all the goodwill because hell, he beat Alabama, beat Florida, <laughs> legitimately coach of the year candidate. I think until last week. But if he drops two in a row, particularly to South Carolina and Vanderbilt, two programs yeah. that Tennessee always. I don't care if the if if South Carolina and Vanderbilt win ten out of ten, Tennessee's still going to think they're they're above those programs. You cannot right. lose to these teams. That's the mindset if you're a Tennessee fan. I mean, Butch Jones 2.0. I'm, I'm clearly, they're not, they're very different coaches. But you're going to hear that all offseason long. A lot of pressure on Hypo to get this one. Potentially an Orange Bowl on the line here. How about Mike Leach, Shane, Mississippi State? 0-2 in the Egg Bowl under Coach Leach. There's speculation he may not be around. He loses this game. That may be done for him. You know what I mean? So, He's probably the only one on this. He is the only one on this list that, you know, there's a little bit of a hot seat. I I would hate to see Coach Leach go, but, you know, we got to yeah. consider that one. Billy Napier, Shane, just lost a horrific game against Vanderbilt. You, yeah. you make fans forget about that in a hurry if you beat Florida State in Tallahassee. A lot of, a lot of pressure there. I mean, I, they're, not, they're not writing him off by any means. It's year one, but – Man, he's gonna he's gonna lose some fans, I think, if they lose to Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and Florida State to end the season. And then last, Shane, again, I'm not sitting here saying hot seat. He just got a contract extension two weeks ago. But Mark Stoops, Kentucky, they've owned Louisville the last couple of years. You got this amazing quarterback, the best quarterback you've ever had. You got the best running back you ever had. You got a quality defense. Yet if you lose to Louisville, who may be down their starting quarterback, to a coach that legitimately looked like he was going to get fired about a month ago. Yeah. This is going to be one of the biggest black guys. And this is what you don't want if you're Kentucky. You don't want this rivalry to flip on you 
like you flipped it on Louisville a couple years ago. So said a lot there, Shane. Which coach, which program most needs a win this weekend? Every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mike. Oh, look, you know, because – you you kind of floated this thing out to me at the at before the show and and I was think giving it some thought and I had my mind made up but as you're going through this list man you know I'm with you I think the pirate needs this one you know as an example I I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that this was a make or break mm-hmm. but you know the more you 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 talk about it then maybe it is maybe it is a little bit of a of a hot seat take there, which makes this game even more intriguing. Um, yeah, but I mean, Vanderbilt, you can't lose to Vanderbilt. That's a given. Um, it's because that's all people are talking about with Billy and, and, and the other two coaches, Mark, you know, yeah. I, I, Oh brother. I, I think if you're, if you're thinking must, 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 must win, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go stoops in Kentucky. And, and and the reason I'm doing that is this this is a disdained rivalry, which they all are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we we we're, that's all we're going to talk about. We talk about Thanksgiving. We love our families, but we hate these teams we're facing this week. Yeah, that's the beautiful part about it. But losing to Louisville, going out on a three game losing streak when you had all this momentum coming into the season and an NFL quarterback, and it's just it, the you were promised we were promised a lot of good things out of Lexington and to close out with that performance which does include a loss to Vanderbilt yeah I think that would be that that would be tough that would be very very tough pill to swallow for these guys because it is a winnable game because you can make the argument Florida State is is you know, favored. Ole Miss is favored. So, you know, some of these games, you you really are going to have to pull off a quote-unquote upset. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let Kentucky, you're not a, you're not an underdog here, man. Is it, What's the spread on this? I don't want to misquote. I don't think they're an underdog. Kentucky's favored by three is what I yeah. have it. Yeah, but it might as well be 30. And so I that's that's <laughs> the one I'm going with right now just because I don't think Mark can can – I don't think I'm not panicking. He's not getting fired after this, but there is there is going to be a lot of question marks. And you want to talk about hot seat coming into a season? I truly think closing out three losses, barely making a bowl game. Lord knows how that's going to play out. Uh, you know, and, and then going into the the next season with uh, with hot seat talk. So yeah, give me Mark in Kentucky. Can we make a promise to the audience now, Shane? You and I will not lock up any of these Mm-mm. matchups right here because we don't want to jinx anybody. You know, it's funny because I didn't know how this show was going to go. And and, and so I, I, I didn't know if I needed to get my picks ready for the Thursday game and the two Friday games. So I went ahead and did it, man. I'm two games in. And I've already got two Morristown Honda picks. You know? <laughs> so there's, there's zero confidence coming in this weekend, which is going to make for awesome, awesome football. And uh, and it's it, man. It's the end of the regular season. You know, we we talked about enjoying it. It's it's here. It's upon us. So yeah, I'm just glad we still got football content to talk about. <laughs> well, speaking of that, of course, we got the Egg Bowl on Thursday. Let's discuss that here, Shane. And the backdrop of, of Lane Kiffin and all the, the rumors, that is just, mm-hmm. 
I mean, you just can't get around it. Um, But I just thought this was fascinating, Shane. Two things here. Let's kick it over to Lane Kiffin, who, you know, he's he's talking about how they're undefeated in the Egg Bowl, yet maybe they need to win again to fix the damn leaks in the ceiling, which I thought was kind of a damning comment. And then even worse, Shane, he's asked, well, you know, all, all this, is this a distraction? He said, well, I, I've left a number of places, and we won the last game. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. I mean, it, <laughs> am I hearing things? It almost sounds like he's saying, you know, we'll win this game because I'm leaving on yeah. Saturday. I always win on my last game here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and just – Forewarning you, I, they need to fix the media room here because it sounded like this thing was recorded in an emergency room. So <laughs> next to a smoke detector. I've, yeah, now that I've said that, you won't be able to unhear it. <laughs> Lane, this is your third Egg Bowl. I know you've coached in a lot of different rivalry games in different places. What stands out about this rivalry specifically to you? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I mean, it's you know. Seems like there's not a lot of love in the relationship, I guess. It's a positive way, a nice way of putting it. But, you know, it means a lot to a lot of people. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to turn it back our direction the last couple of years and trying to keep it that way. Kind of in that same vein, you've talked about it, talked about it some even in Atlanta, just that, yeah, how you've been here, you've seen what it means to, to Mississippians, this this game, and the, the being able to go 3-0. and What do you think that means for this program and for you kind of recruiting in this state moving forward? Um, maybe we'll have enough money to have a facility that doesn't leak water on us after we win the third one. So, <clears throat> I mean, it would be great, I think, in general – you know, as you look at the three years, I think we've come a long ways um, with the program. On-field success of whatever, 18 wins the last two years and chance for a 19. Uh, you know, I think that we've turned over the roster, improved the roster, obviously improved on-field production and uh, made the program a lot more visible, visibly nationally um, to recruit to than where it was when we got here. So this would be another um, good notch in there to help that with the national audience on a Thursday night. You sound like your guys are very confident and good at you know backing out of that kind of outside noise and you seem confident in them. Is any, but you not having conversations with them, is there any part of your mind that thinks that that might be concerning because it might turn into a distraction on a rivalry recoup if they see it all the time? Yeah, I mean, I think about that. I've asked our coaches, do you think that that is an issue? They've said no. Um, like analytics, we study the past. I mean, we played in the last game at FAU to conference championship, and that morning ESPN leaked that we were the head coach at Ole Miss, and the entire team knew, and went out one by 40. So, And these same you know, questions were there the same week that we were one play away from beating Alabama. So um, not much analytics to show that that would matter about player performance. All right, Shay, so can you believe he said this? I mean, he's again, he's mocking what he don't got in Ole yeah. Miss. And then, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to say, but uh, maybe this is just Lane being Lane. He's just joking around. But Mike, hmm. this is the double down. This is the double down effect and – you know, he's he's not coming out and saying he's staying at Ole Miss, which leads me to believe he's not. And I'm not 
I'm not saying Auburn's it, but it's a definitely a strong candidate. I think I think that's the situation we're in, Mike. Is hey, I'm going to Auburn unless this opens up. And 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 when I say this, I'm talking to you, College Station. If that opens up, I think he's heading down to Texas. So I think that's the kind of scenario we're in here. But I I, I, I truly and I hate to say it, Rebs. I mean, I'm I'm I've got the the baby blue shirt on today, Mike. I'm trying to give them all the props <laughs> I can, you know, because I've been there. I've been on the receiving end of a Lane Kiffin departure and it's not fun uh but I'm just bracing yourselves because I think it's coming I think it's coming because Kiffin is you know for him to come out and say he's not leaving would make him look more like an asshole if he does and and that's Mm -hmm. what I think he's trying to avoid sneaking out in the middle of the night with his dad you know what I'm saying (laughs) that's he doesn't want to do it he's trying to do it the right way the cordial way I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out this season we're gonna finish with a victory uh at the Egg Bowl but I'm out so that's kind of way I'm I'm feeling this thing playing out, Mike. And if you're a Mississippi State supporter, Shane, how great is it that you got all this drama coming in? Because I think yes. if it's just, you know, none of this, I think Ole Miss is a much better team this, this season, at least a more consistent team. They're getting the home field advantage, big rivalry matchup. I, I would pick Ole Miss probably 8 out of 10 if they just met in Oxford normally. Mm-hmm. But all this smoke – the motivation of having lost two egg bowls in a row, I think that's a big assist to Mississippi State. Yeah. Do you do you agree? I, I do, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Lane Kitten, Kiffin didn't tell his players that he was sticking around. It's one thing to to lie to them, you know, and I know right. that sounds mean. But I, you've, I've heard a couple of little stories, and, and he's not come out publicly saying it, but apparently he's saying it behind closed doors with these, you know, impressionable teenagers, which is what they are. And, um, you know, but they're, they're buying in, and, they're, you know, that's kind of – so I, I don't know if it's as much noise as we're, we're making it out to be. Um, because you got to remember, brother, I, and I did a little counting earlier, between both of these schools, there are 90 kids – that are from the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know? So to say that this rivalry comes down to two coaches is is asinine, man. Yeah. This is bigger. This is bigger than them. So I, I think both teams will be dialed in. This will be a heated you know, rivalry again, and it will be a fun, entertaining game. These kids are going against some other kids that they play football with all in high school. So there's going to be some turmoil out there. And and I think the coach noise, that's more for us, man. That's more for media. That's for the fans. I don't think it's going to affect those locker rooms. Right. How to negate some of the home field advantage? Maybe a lot of people don't want to go sit in the rain in 40-degree weather. That might. I hadn't really thought about it. It might. You know, there's a point to where – uh, noise is noise, and uh, and you know if you if your communication's sharp, um, <clears throat> it doesn't always matter who's making the noise. I mean, uh, you know once you you can communicate in it. I mean, noise in and of itself is fun and exciting, and uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, that's a good because you know just a gloomy, quiet sort of. <laughs> That's so funny. I, boy, I remember playing at Stanford. That was like, that was like playing in a practice gym sometimes, you know. I, I mean, some guy wouldn't would make a bad play. I'd just yell across the field. i just scream at it. You know, the guy at Stanford sideline, he knew what I was saying. He knew what I thought about the receiver's route, you know. 
uh, and you'd even see the Stanford coaching, they go, <laughs> of course, they're doing the same thing, you know. But uh, now you like a little noise, a little juice, a little action. Uh, if you're at home, they tend to yell when you want them to rather than when you don't, though. Thanksgiving last year, what's it like, you know, playing on Thanksgiving Day? It's kind of like bowls. I mean, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, really. I mean, you, you talk about Thanksgiving. A lot of people talk about Thanksgiving. They think that <clears throat> everybody's leaving practice in the game and racing to eat turkey, uh, which really isn't the case. I, I, I think that probably our team and uh, my family, for example, <clears throat> and probably our, t <coughs> our team, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is uh, is Friday, you know. Thanksgiving's Friday. You wrap up the game, you know, sometime Friday afternoon. Thanksgiving. Some may even push it to Saturday. I don't know, but uh, the uh, uh, but it's not Thursday and it's not Wednesday. It's not like oh, we got to squeeze it in before the game. No, I mean some operate that way. Of course, some people bring Christmas trees and presents to bowl games. We don't do that either. <laughs> mm. The best is bowl games, you know. Um, especially, you know, if you family not used to going to bowl games or whatever, they go, well, we just can't go because, you know, Christmas is that day and we've been planning all year. Too bad. They're not going to move the bowl game. Bowl game's going to be this day. <laughs> and then, um, well, um, yeah, well, maybe next year we could plan if they have it a different day. Well, they might have it a different day, but you're not going to know till like two weeks before, you know. And and and, and, and um, well, yeah, and and, and plus we have to open the presents on this day or whatever. No, no, no. Bowl game. <clears throat> uh, we would have set a special Santa day. Um, <clears throat> Santa's coming. Figure out the bowl. Maybe you know the bowl. It didn't matter if it's like the 16th or the bowl's the you know January 3rd. Santa's coming this day. <laughs> which was strategically three days before you leave to the bowl. <laughs> and then they hammer through all their, you know, their presents and their paper and the stuff. And, uh, and then they, they uh, one time my, my son's friend comes over and there's all these pre what's going on? <clears throat> my son says, Oh, Santa came early because we got a bowl game, and you know, we told him we couldn't do it, so he came here early. And kids go, Santa didn't come to my house today, you know. And, and, and so then you let the newness wear off the presents. You go to the bowl game because there's a point where they all like going to bowl games because, you know, if you're a kid, there's nothing more fun than uh, running down the halls of a hotel screaming and doing cannonballs in a, uh, in a hot tub in the middle of the night, you know. So, I mean... That's pretty hard to resist too. So then they get to a point where they'll just reconcile moving the day. Although not as dramatic, Thanksgiving's a little like that too. Time coaching against Lane Kiffin, just kind of what have you? Well, it's uh, probably the fifth or sixth, but go ahead. Yeah, here, let's say, uh, what uh, kind of do you think of him as a coach and just interactions maybe in the off season at meetings and things like that? Pretty hilarious guy. Um, uh, now I've always enjoyed, I've known him a long time. I've known him since he was a, uh, I'm trying to think. I first met him, I think, when he was because was I knew Monty. Let's see, I knew Monty. I met Lane through Monty, who I think was a, a GA for Pete Carroll at the time. 
And then, uh, you know, just a good, sharp coach, a good football family, dedicated, uh, you know, just focused on the game. And, uh, uh, you know, hilarious guy, fun at meetings, um, uh, you know. uh, You you know, you go to these meetings, these meetings, I mean, I know you guys may think they're really exciting and you're really (laughs) missing out on something. And if uh, you can get the legislation across where you can go to a, a lot of them instead of me, I'd be happy to trade places with you. Um, not really trade places, but more like you go and I don't. <laughs> and and, and um, I think that, uh, you know, he kind of brightens and freshens it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, fun to hang out with at the meetings. Well, Shane, we got a big matchup here on Friday as well, Arkansas at Missouri. Before we talk about the matchup, I just thought this was a terrific message from uh, Eli Drinkwitz, asked about uh, the transfer portal and, you know, everybody, Not he's not calling out the players. He says, myself included, you know, we're all, we're looking to instant gratification. We're looking to skip adversity, some entitlement there. And, uh, you know, just kind of like a blanket statement here. But I thought this was kind of some powerful comments here. Yeah, it's going to be a madhouse. Um, I mean, I think if the FCS portal today is opened up and it's completely crazy, um, and I don't think there's any reason that's going to be any different, be careful what you wish for. So I I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to be measured with, with some of the things I say just because I think this stuff always gets to be put back on you and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think back to the question talked about growth. Um, and very rarely is growth just like this. And, and very rarely in life, whether it's uh, the story of bamboo, who bamboo grows very little for six years and then six weeks will sprout six feet. Um, whether you're talking about my father-in-law who's a farmer uh, and you don't plant seed and it grows the next day you got to go through uh, a spring you got to go through rain you got to go through mud you got to go through heat um, and then something great comes and bursts through the ground for that I think we're you know we're such a instant gratification era including myself I'm not putting this on on anybody it's the entire world we live in that we're trying to skip the step of adversity and growth and you're never going to be able to skip that in life you're always going to have to face it whether that's in your marriage whether that's in your job whether that's raising kids and i know what's happened we want to as parents as older people we want to help the young the the next generation not have to face some of the hardships that we faced but man, the greatest generation in the world is is the greatest generation because they faced the Great Depression, they faced the World War II, you know, they they figured it out. And um, I just worry about there's going to be players who leave our our program, um, and I love them dearly. And it, you know, it's maybe they're not excited about their role or they're frustrated because they, they don't feel like they're being utilized the right way. And sometimes you just got to keep growing. You know, and, and um, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and and sometimes you're just trading one set of problems for another. So, all right, Shane. So 
hey man, it's kind of hard to. I think he makes a great point here. I mean, it it mm-hmm. certainly seems like, and not just football, but just, maybe just life in general. You know, a lot of people looking to skip steps and get get to the mountaintop as quickly as possible, not enjoy the yeah. journey, not face adversity, and maybe that's why we got. Uh, you know, it's not just college football, but but specifically that's what we're talking about here. So many guys jumping into the portal, and it's mm-hmm. we're gonna see it. I mean, a lot of first and second year players, I have to imagine, are going to be jumping in the portal because they're not all SEC selections right out the gate. You know what? Yeah, no, you can tell. He said this story. He said this story a few times. It was a little, <laughs> little too queued up, man, to go, to go from bamboo and farming and stuff. Oh, no, I've been in the locker room here in this one. So, no, he's. He, I think he makes some great points and, and some things that I think we lose track of, uh, you know, because – Older generations had it tougher, man. I mean, sit down with your mama and papa and listen to how they grew up. And, they'll, you know, forget the whole walking to school uphill both ways. But sometimes it's, you know, they kids weren't given a lot of things growing up. And, and I'm not saying that everybody's different these days. I just think that, you know, it is a instant. Man, I know my kids are. I, I, I do my best, but I, I, I kind of helicopter parent them. And, and sometimes I think that's going to hinder them once I, once I let them, let them out in the, in the wild, you know? So, so I, I see where he's coming from as a dad. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it is a little bit tougher because, you know, a lot of promises get made, during these 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 transitions you know there's there's a kid maybe he's not getting some playing time you know what's what's to keep someone from hey come down here man you'll start we got they're 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 cranking up the nil you make some money while you're here it's it's all these empty promises and and there's no repercussion for that if you transfer and you find out that this guy's full of shit then you just left what you originally committed to and and so I, i i can't imagine how tough and frustrating coaching is these days because you've got so many moving pieces, but it's also tough for the kids because they're, they're also being promised things that just can't happen. Can't be fulfilled. Right. Well, but now moving forward to the actual game here, Shane, I mean, this is, again, this is an underrated rivalry. That's not a rivalry apparently, but uh, (laughs) I mean, we go back and forth uh, so many Great battles between these two. It was really heating up with uh, with Barry Odom was head coach at Missouri, and then he jumped ship mm-hmm. to Arkansas. That just added a little fuel to the fire. Assistant coaches have jumped to one another. Players jumped back and forth. Missouri does a really good job of recruiting the state of Arkansas for whatever reason. I mean, there's so, yeah. so many ties in this matchup. And now we've got – one of the better defenses in the SEC at Missouri, one of the better offenses in Arkansas, going head-to-head, strength on strength, weakness on weakness kind of in this matchup too when we're talking Arkansas defense versus – although they have kind of turned the corner and Missouri's offense, which also has turned a corner a little bit here. But, um, man, I can't wait to to watch this ball game. And I honestly, Shane, I could see either team winning it. How about you? 
Well, Morristown Honda, man, this was one of them. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really did have a tough time picking who was going to win this game, and I'm still not 100% sold right now. I'm glad I get another night to think about it. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You, you remember down there in the SEC media days when we sat down with with uh, Coach Eli, you know, that's one of the things we discussed was this rivalry or lack thereof, buddy. But it was passion. It brought – I mean, he was very passionate when he was talking about the Razorbacks, and he was yeah. careful what he said because he didn't want it to come back around because he does have a lot of ties down there. So, <laughs> I, I think this is uh, this is becoming one of the best games to watch uh, during rivalry week. And, and whether Arkansas wants to admit that it's a rivalry, when you took those assistant coaches down there out of the state of Missouri – it became one instantly. So that's what I love about this game. It's deep. It's 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 invested. And there's a lot of players on each side that, that are well familiar with these two schools. So I, I can't wait to watch it, man. Uh, the battle line trophy versus Arkansas and we need a we need a big home field advantage. And our student section has been that for us. And I know they're on Thanksgiving break, but but don't eat too much turkey. Get over the trip to fan. Get here for Friday's game. And let's make sure that our student section is rocking, that we're loud on third downs, and we give our team uh, a huge advantage uh, with the environment that we play in. Um, um, offensively, their quarterback is the, the engine that makes them go. Um, obviously, we, this will be the third time that we've played against him. Golly, I hope he's graduating or going pro or something. Holy cow, he's a unbelievable player um, to really throw the football extremely well. He's a physical runner. Um, but I think the thing that separates him is his ability to read defenses um, and then even when protection breaks down, make the first defender miss, whether they're on him or not, and then extend plays. The play he made against BYU before half that led to a touchdown drive is a, as special a play as you can make as a quarterback. Yeah, the only thing we're focused on is it's a rivalry game and it's trophy week, and that's it. None, none of the other stuff matters. Um, the most important thing to us is that uh, they have a trophy and we want it, you know, and, and um, the only way to get it is to play our best game um, and, and to um, prepare the way that we know how to prepare um, and to play with unbelievable effort, and that's the focus, and that's why we did senior week last week. This week is all about – uh, rivalry week, Arkansas, and the battle line trophy. And, and whatever happens after that happens, we're, we're just focused on trying to win that trophy. And let me ask you this, though, Shane. I mean, if hell, if one side does not even consider it a rivalry and the other does, does that favor Missouri on the field at all, do you think? Uh, no, I, I don't. And I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. That's a good question because – I think about teams that overlook opponents sometimes. Right. <laughs> Example, Tennessee. It's like, you know, we don't want to mention that we, we don't like them. You know, we, we're going to come in there. We're going to beat them and, and show everybody why this shouldn't be a rivalry. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that arrogance, buddy, will come back and bite you tenfold. So, I think that's the, the biggest concern. The, the biggest concern I have with this rivalry is the fact that Arkansas has made a bowl game and Missouri hasn't. Mm -hmm. It means more to them uh, for this win. You know, the way that they've been playing, the way they're finishing out their season here, um, I, I just think that it means more to Missouri than it does Arkansas. Now, I, I'm saying that as, a, as an outsider, as a fan. You know, you may 
pulled one of the kids in the in the audience and and they say oh no no this this is the game i've had circled because i didn't get a oh, scholarship shit, a scholarship yeah a scholarship offer from i mean because these schools are really close to each other and uh right. so i i think maybe part of that but uh but no this is this is I think Missouri's getting Arkansas at the right time and Arkansas coming off that huge win. Yeah, who knows? Maybe a little arrogance may come back and bite them. And, and one final note I have on this game, Shane, it was pretty interesting. Just the other day, Matt Zinitz of On3 Sports, he reported that uh, Drake has given up offensive play calling duties the last two weeks. Start with that yeah. Tennessee game, and that's kind of where we – Who's your source? Who's your source, Mike? <laughs> oh, wait, you just said it. So, you know, that's it's interesting because, hey, I, I, I like this. I think this is something that Missouri's needed. I mean, yeah. being a head coach, being a play caller is just so difficult unless you're, you know, when your unit's struggling, a lot of these coaches, I'm looking at you, Jimbo, say, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't the problem. The play calling's not the problem. It's everything else. You have to be willing to adapt and, yeah. he, and even doing it during the middle of the season can be a great thing. I think it's a good sign for Missouri. Their offense has picked up a little bit here. So, you know, we may look at Missouri as as a average to poor offense at times, but maybe they're turning the corner too. And this could be, mm-hmm. you know, this could be a shootout style game. Would not would not surprise me at all. I really do think the best coaches these days are just great managers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, long time it's always been. Okay, yes, I'm taking care of this side of the ball. I've got some of these guys in to take that side, you know, and it feels like football's just – I mean, think about what we're talking about, the transfer portal and, and you know, the recruiting, the NILs and stuff. It's just so much stuff to do and, and deal with. You cannot wear all those hats. So sometimes you got to just be a good manager. And I, I think that's a little bit of what Drink's doing is just kind of loosening those reins, allowing the people that he put his his confidence in. Mm-hmm. And if you if one's not working, don't be afraid to hurt some feelings. And I, and that's what I like is because you know we. we Nothing against South Carolina because Satterfield, he proved me wrong this week, but that was one of the arguments was, yeah, well, this is his buddy, and and, and maybe that's why he's not kind of loosening it up or changing anything. And, and sometimes that, that ship, if you – you know it can sink and if you're if you're with it you're going down with it as well so i I say all that to say that uh you know sometimes it it, it hurts to make those decisions but if 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 it ain't working then fix it and that's exactly what i feel like missouri's doing here lately um our rival um very excited to go to columbia we haven't beat them there ever uh, since we've been in sec so that would obviously there's challenges there. Uh, they're playing extremely well. Uh, very good defensive football team. They're going to make you throw the football. They're going to outnumber you in the box and and make you throw the football. Their front four, uh, really their entire defense. They've got really good corners, so they're uh, able to play man and one one uh, one high safety. Uh, very aggressive. Very physical. They've done a really good job uh, defensively. Is, is uh... I got a bunch of questions. Um, <laughs> the 2014 game you were at, and you guys kind of had the lead in it. Kind of at the end, they came back. 2016 was even worse when you weren't there. Huge lead. Barry goes on fourth well, and seven that. punt, fake punt on fourth and seven. So, what is it about maybe being up there? not being able to hold leads that has maybe affected you guys. I remember the 14 game because Brandon Allen was 
I don't know. He he was hurt now uh, going into the game. Matter of fact, going into the game, we didn't know if he'd play, and he was sore uh, taking CQ, taking center quarterback exchange. He just toughed it out, you know. Uh, so he was hurt. I remember that. I remember. I think we were up maybe fourteen and a half or something like that, and and they came back and actually they won the West that year, um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, in sixteen. I had my own problems over there at Georgia, you know, and then uh, I don't know what happened. 18, when we went up there the last time, we had a lead on them as well. Um, and then they came back, and then we went for two and took the lead, and and obviously they had a nice drive there at the end. Uh, rivalry games, it should be close games. Uh, I think we're two pretty evenly matched teams. Coach Drinkwitz does a great job. I don't know what it is, you know, to be honest with you. Um, each year is a little bit different. It seems like the results have been the same up there, you know. But um, uh, I think our kids are, will be ready. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure Missouri will be because of bowl eligibility. How about this one, Shay? Tennessee on the road at Vanderbilt. What's your level of concern that Tennessee no-shows once again? Red hot Vanderbilt. I mean, they got to be – you know, their confidence has got to be high. We already hit on it. They're playing for their bowl lives. Tricky game or one that Tennessee should win easily? What's your thoughts? Well, part of me, you know, <laughs> I've been hurt, Mike, so I don't <laughs> want to overlook anybody these days. Right. But I, I do think what happened to Tennessee on that national stage was important for this team this, to grow up, man, because we got some youth here as well. And, and you know, we're going to have a new quarterback that loves to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You, you hear Coach here in a minute talking about getting out there fast and aggressive. I, I think that uh, I think that that's, that's good if you're a Tennessee fan. I think it's bad if you're a Vanderbilt fan. But, Vandy, the way that they've been putting things together here the last couple of weeks, the reason that they're on a two-game winning streak is because teams overlook them. You know, Kentucky overlooked them. Florida overlooked them. And and you could say, oh, no, you, we didn't overlook anybody. No, you did. And it cost you. you. You saw a sloppy Florida team that almost came back to win, but they didn't win because they started out so damn sloppy. Same thing with Kentucky. So Vanderbilt will be ready to play, and they'll be ready to, to create havoc and, and move the chains and keep doing what they're doing. And if Tennessee – does what they did last week with South Carolina and overlooks yet another SEC opponent. You know, whether you think they're a, a, a true opponent or not, man, it doesn't matter. Any given Saturday, you can get your ass beat. So I, I think this one is shaping up better for Tennessee, and I'm just basing that off what I've been hearing the leaders say. Right. Well, what's your confidence in Joe Milton, Shane, after, you know, he won the job initially under Hypo, but – I know he got banged up, but he was not playing well at all, really, as the starter. He looks improved this season, but, again, that's a a lot of junk time. That's a lot of lower competition. If it's same old, same old Joe, he's overthrowing wide-open guys. He's making mistakes here or there. You know, we all see him. He's a massive, massive human, but at times it it seems like he's – shies away a little bit from contact, and and they don't have another quarterback, another scholarship, healthy quarterback on this roster. What's your level of con- uh, confidence in Joe Milton coming out here and executing this offense? Well, we've 
we've all been talking about Bazooka Joe, as they like to say, <laughs> the man with the golden arm. It, this you're going to see some long balls, Mike. You're going to see. I, I mean, he is built like a like if you're building a football quarterback. Yeah, this is exactly what he looks like right here. <laughs> and he's physical. He's not afraid to run. We're going to see a lot of that. My concern, Mike, though, is like you said, coming in at junk times. One thing. Winning a game by yourself is another, and and I don't mean I'm not I'm not taking away from the receivers and running backs, and obviously this is a team effort, but you know sometimes you saw it last year with the overthrows, sometimes even the short passes coming out 100 miles an hour. There's there was a lack of touch. He was keyed up, as we like to say, yeah. And uh, and sometimes that that hurts you in this type of offense if you're three and out. I don't care who you are. If you go three and out and you, your defense is right back on the field, which has been a disaster, an absolute train wreck here the last three weeks. You know that's my biggest concern. So is uh, sustained drive. I love Hooker. I love everything that he's done for for Tennessee football. But he just had a magical way to keep drives alive. He had magical way to get that first first down, which they always talk about. Yeah. Can Milton do that? So obviously, I'm a little concerned because he's not a starter. He's not our starter. Mm-hmm. He is now because of situation. But uh, but then there's a part of me that can't wait to see him try to stretch the field because I mean, as long as Squirrel White and and Hyatt and anybody else that wants to go deep can. <laughs> Milton could find a way to get it to you. So I'm excited because I think this is going to present a little bit more of Heupel's style and and opening up, getting vertical, which is something we've we've kind of not been able to do last two or three weeks. So we got to see it when he came in last game. So uh, just launch it up to Squirrel and see what happens. So I'm I'm, kind of excited about that part. Mm. Plus, again, I'm one of those guys – Overlooking Vanderbilt a little bit and, and thinking, hey, this is a team we can't afford to try new things or we can't afford to be a little bit more of a gambler So because hopefully we can rebound. But then again, maybe I'm just – you know, whatever. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I think he's a lot more comfortable in, in what we're doing, and so in the run game and in just his decision making process, eyes, all of it. Um, you know, he's a lot further ahead than than where we saw him at the beginning of uh, of last season, and you know, the guys around him have changed too, and uh, you know, I anticipate him playing at a really high level. You've spoken this year about this team's ability to not flinch, and, and part of that is Hendon's leadership. I wonder where is the leadership, where do you feel like the leadership of this team is in those situations without Hendon out there? And then as a coach, what are you looking for this week to make sure that there's no carryover from, from Saturday night and that they do flush it? What do you need to see? Yeah, you, you got to cut it clean, and, and uh, you got to flush it. Um, that shows in, in your energy in the building. It shows in your approach in the meeting room. Uh, it shows with the, the energy and competitiveness that you have out on the practice field. Um, you know, looking back a week ago, I, I, I told the team today, too, I liked a lot of what we did uh, during the course of the week. And, and uh, mindset and approach uh, at the end of the week is going to be important in this one, too. Obviously, Thanksgiving uh, creates something unique this week. Um, you know, the leadership portion of it, Hendon is a strong leader. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt. 
Um, he'll be in the building here at the beginning part of the week, too. I think that's important. His teammates see him and feel him, too. Uh, but we got a lot of strong leadership. Uh, it's not just one guy from within our locker room. And uh, we got a bunch of prideful guys. Um, you know, that's why we've continued to improve as, as a program over the, the two years since I, I've been here. Um, this one should be and will be important uh, to our guys. Go finish. There's a lot that we're playing for. Um, you know, in life and in this game, you got to finish strong. And, and uh, we're obviously at the, the tail end of our regular season. It's important to finish it the right way. Bleeding into the next game, still kind of Tennessee related, South Carolina at Clemson. But before mm -hmm. we talk about the matchup, Shane, uh oh. Old Dabo running his mouth, called out them balls. Let's kick it over to him. And they're like, okay, we beat South Carolina, we beat Bandy. They're in the playoffs. You know, they're flipping burgers at the house, you know, uh, having a cold drink, you know, watching watching the championship weekend. What are we? Are we three or four? Where are we going? You know, are we in Arizona or are we in Atlanta? And next thing you know, getting that, you forget you got to go play. Uh-huh. And uh, but man, I think you just—I think you just got to give all the credit to South Carolina. I think they just flat out kicked their butt. They showed up. They executed incredibly well. And man, Rattler—I mean, he was hot. And and those receivers were hot. And that that gum zero and how they're using him. And God, I hate Dabo. <laughs> I do. And hey, I don't know if you if you've looked this far ahead, Shane. And we can assume nothing in college football, but. If Tennessee beats Vanderbilt, if Clemson does not make the college football playoff, which seems likely, Tennessee is very likely going to play Clemson in the Orange Bowl. So these words may come back to haunt them. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. yeah, come on down. I'd love <laughs> to play Clemson this year. I really would. And and I would love nothing more than South Carolina just to beat the shit out of these guys. <laughs> just continue. You know, we we helped you unlock the recipe last week. Go out there and make another wonderful meal. Uh, I, that's my Thanksgiving. If you want to think, if you want to like say, I'm I'm sorry, Shane, that I, we destroyed your hopes and dreams of making a college football playoffs. But I am going to return a favor by going over here to Clemson and just beating the brakes off, Dabo. <laughs> I'm all for it. All right. You know, I'm a Rattler fan this week, Mike. So, uh, that's, that's this, this is sound bites that, that stick around, mm -hmm. you know, it's Debo's not, he is not the next Saban. He is not Kirby smart. You know, he, he's a, I think he's a one hit wonder man and they had their run and it's starting to come back to him and, and right. nothing could help the sec more than Clemson struggling. And, you know, you come out here and you talk the game, man, this ain't Notre Dame, buddy. This, this is a, this is a team that just beat the shit out of a top five sec opponent. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Talk all the trash you want Dabo. Well, and apparently Shane leading up to that Tennessee game, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but apparently Shane Beamer went to Spencer Rattler and said, hey, man, I could have got any quarterback in the portal to come in here and dink and dunk like we've been doing. You have got to let it loose. You have got to force the ball down the field. And they did that against Tennessee. No, I don't want to give you any flash nightmare flashbacks, but mm. if they can – continue that if that message resonates for another week and they and Spencer Rattler lives up to all this hype and potential that we be, we gave him all off season 
Do you got confidence that he can do that two weeks in a row, this time on the road against Clemson? They are overrated, but they do got the, the strongest part of their program is that defense. Yeah. You got confidence that uh, he can continue, maybe not throw six touchdowns again, but you know they're going to mm-hmm. need at least three, maybe four out of him to, to pull this upset. Do you think he can get it done? I do, but Mike, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And there was a, there was a part of me during that game as he's counting the touchdowns on the <laughs> sideline and you listen to the post game and you know, it was a big win for that program. Yeah. But you cannot bring that type of swagger into another game ill prepared. You you should take a lesson. Tennessee is doing exactly what you're you're thinking right now. Hey, if we just keep doing what we always do, we can go over here, we we'll smoke these guys, yeah. and then we'll close out with a, another magical season. You can't. You have got to put in extra time in film and study. You've got to put in extra time with routes. These receivers got to get on the jugs. I, it's like everybody's got to work double time because you're not a you're not a, a one you're not a. You can't surprise Clemson. Clemson's mm-hmm. got the tapes now. They can study your new downfield passing, and, uh, you know, they're going to have – I mean, that was no dummy. They're going to have a defensive scheme up for you guys, and they're going to find the weaknesses that Tennessee missed last week. So that's that's the key, man. Don't get caught looking in the rearview mirror. Double down on practice. Double down on, on pre- preparation for this game because you're going to get the best Clemson football you've seen or that you've seen on tape all season long. And I just want him to keep the confidence but don't have the arrogance. Mm. Now, how about the Iron Bowl, Shane? We haven't hit on that yet. Auburn going on the road to Alabama. So much juice there with Coach Cadillac on the planes going on the road Massive underdog, but again, where's the motivation for the Crimson Tide, Shane? This could be the final college game for Bryce Young. Could be the final Mm -hmm. college game for Will Anderson. We'll see if they suit up in the bowl game, but uh, I don't know, Shane. I'm just I'm sitting here spitballing. I mean, these players desperately seem to want to keep Cadillac. I I realize it's not up to them who the next coach is, but Mm -hmm. if he wins, if he beats old Dick, Shane. I mean, how do you turn around and say, all right, thanks for everything you did, Cadillac. Thanks for saving the season. Thanks for postseason. Now go on out of here. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> man, it's, it, I don't know. I, I feel like Auburn is going to play their parts out. I realize it's an uphill battle, but I think they're going to give Alabama a game. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's – I mean, it's a tough – it's a tough battle yeah. uh, to beat Alabama. I mean, it's one thing – to, to play Mississippi State, it's one to beat Texas A&M, but it's it's something different when you're talking about Nick Saban and that Crimson Tide. I, I don't think they're overlooking this opponent. They this this is a deep rooted rivalry, probably the 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 most hated rivalry in the world, if you ask me, Mike. I mean, some truly families getting div- divided type stuff down there in <laughs> Alabama. So there, there's no overlooking the Iron Bowl. And you could just turn on the tape from last year, Mike. This is a game that shouldn't have been a game. Then it became a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you barely you barely escaped with one there. So I think that's all the motivation you need. Also, you could turn on the tape with the Tennessee-South Carolina. You could turn on the tape with uh, – uh, the Michigan game last week, 
you know, plug and play any top 10 team, there was a lot of folks that struggled because they were ill-prepared or they made too many mistakes. So mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the case here with Alabama, but who knows, man? Who who knows? You, you That's the beautiful thing about this rivalry. You just – you got to throw out all the records. doesn't matter who's coaching. doesn't matter anything. It's going to come down probably to, to a couple mistakes – and and maybe even a last possession. So I'm I'm here for it, buddy. And I'd love nothing more than to see Cadillac get a victory down there. Shane, you asked me earlier if I had a hundred bucks. Yeah. Which which way would I bet it? You know, all all this Kiff into Auburn talk kind of reminds me of Lincoln Riley this time last year. All the LSU talk. Yeah. And then what happened, Shane? He did a 180. and went to Southern Cal. What if? Alabama loses the Iron Bowl. Nick Saban retires, and in comes Lee Trade to Tuscaloosa. If I give you a hundred bucks, what's what's the likelihood that happens? What one dollar? <laughs> one dollar. That ain't happening. I I I tell you this Nick Saban thing. I think it's a fluke. And you know the what surprises me most about Nick Saban's future is Bryce. Coming out, I don't know if you caught it earlier this week. Um, they were asking him about his his plans on going to the NFL, uh-huh. and there was some serious pause going there. and And I'm not saying that Bryce is going to forgo the draft and and come back to Alabama, but man, it's still in the cards. They can't rule it out. And right, and and may, maybe this this revenge tour didn't go exactly as planned. But who's to say that Nick ain't got one more in him? Right. And if and, and what better than to bring Bryce back? So my, that's that's the thing I'm most curious about down in Tuscaloosa is the future of that program. And uh, not 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 Nick Saban. Nick Saban's going to be around till Nick Saban wants to hang it up. I think we'll see it coming too. I think yeah. it'll be after a, a college football playoff or something like that. He ain't going to go out not making an SEC championship <laughs> or a college football playoff run. I can tell you that. Well, that is one thing about NIL that uh, I don't think gets discussed enough, Shane. I mean, they're, I'm not saying Bryce is coming back. I, I didn't catch that, but, heck, maybe he could. And we live in an era now, Shane, where if a player of that caliber makes that decision, I realize how much money you can make in the NFL. But at the same time, someone at Alabama could say, here's $10 million check. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that – is an aspect of NIL, NIL that is, I don't think gets enough attention that is going to happen. It's going to happen at some yep. point. Um, and who knows? It, it could have, it could happen in a couple weeks here with Bryce. Young. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Talk about a revenge tour. Yeah. Nick and Bryce at it one more year. <laughs> Anybody wants to transfer in Alabama is more than welcome. He goes out with a bang. <laughs> Just like the Globetrotters out here. <laughs> now, final SEC rivalry we got here, Shane. LSU at AM. What is the path to victory for Jimbo Fisher and company in College Station? Big underdog against the SEC West champions here is there any path you think to a&m pulling this upset no huddle offense mike (laughs) i want to see just something that's not been seen at at all you know what i'm saying just yeah totally outside the box and i'm not saying he's going to relinquish any duties here or anything like that but you may have one more shot man seriously jimbo i 
they can find ways, Mike. And I was thinking about this. He owes them $80 million, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's things that they could do, and it wouldn't surprise me if they say, hey, man, we're going to fight this in court. You know, we're going to show cause and blah, blah, blah. They're <laughs> digging up all the dirt, and they're saying, hey, we're going to put you on a 12-year payment plan, and boom, you're out. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> they got money. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't I, – I, I keep thinking all these stupid scenarios that probably never happened, but I, I, that's what's going on in my head, Mike. And Jimbo has, in my mind, one more opportunity, one more opportunity to keep this job. Um, and I'm not saying he's getting fired and all the money. I get all that. But it, it, to go out with a win against the SEC West opponent, that is absolutely huge. And you got to get outside the box, get outside your brain for a second, because everything you've done up to this point, including last week with, with a shitty team, you know, it was not going – it will not work against Kelly and LSU. It will not. So, that's what – you want to ask me if there's a shot? Absolutely, there's a shot, Mike. But it's going to require Jimbo doing something he's not done the last 11 weeks, and I'm not sure that we're going to be able to see it. Now, did you see these comments, Shane, from Anthony Richardson? He he basically called a shot and says, hey, when, when we beat Florida State, that – the momentum in this program is going to swing right back. I love that confidence from my star quarterback going into a, a rivalry matchup, but that could be a double-edged sword because I'm sure they see that down in Tallahassee. <laughs> what What are the odds you think Florida bounces back and, and beats Florida State on the road? I think there's a shot here, Mike. Um, you know, I'm not convinced that Florida State's schedule is all that tough. Um, I mean, we the only credit we give is the Miami game, maybe, and we compare it to a Texas A&M matchup, which we just discussed is apparently not that good. So I I, I don't know, man. I I this this game, Florida wasn't supposed to win last year, and they did. Yeah. Right. You know. So I I think that's going to be the same narrative going into this game. And if I put my chips on the better quarterback, I think Florida has it. If I put my chips on the best running backs, I think Florida has it. You know, the defense is a little little sus, mm-hmm. a little, you know, needs a little bit convincing there. But, you know, this isn't a team that they're going to overlook like they did Vanderbilt. This game will not be played at noon, will it? This, You know, this won't be played in – what time is this game? This is actually on Friday. I think it's like 4, four o'clock, something like that. Think about that, Mike. The whole world is watching you. And I think that's the way Billy needs to, to, to kind of tee this thing up. That, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is one more shot, boys, to let – no, there's nothing else on. Nobody's watching anything else but us right now. And take advantage of that. Take advantage of that camera time. Make this game bigger than it really is. And, um, you know, I think there's a real shot that we see a big upset. This, this feels like that Utah, man. Uh, you know, I, I've, because if you if you're looking outside media, they there's they're putting no shot for Florida here, and it wouldn't surprise me in game day that it's just a clean sweep of Florida State fans. You know, and and I don't think that's the case here, Mike. I think this is a perfect opportunity, especially with my leader knowing how big this game is coming out here making the statement like this. This is a this is a battle cry, and Florida needs to capitalize on it. Now, we kind of already hit on Louisville, Kentucky, but, man, how much is it a little bit of a blessing that uh, while things have have not gone as desired there in Lexington, at least, you know, losing to Vanderbilt, losing to Georgia, it would be very easy to just kind of 
just kind of mail it in. But, man, you got your in-state hated rival coming in here. If you can't get up for this one, you just can't get up for it for a football game. Uh, that should serve Kentucky well going into this matchup, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. These guys hate each other. I mean, they absolutely hate each other. And, and, and right now it's just bragging rights because Kentucky has owned them and – that's all fun and games until you don't own them anymore. And then they drag you in the mud for 12 months until you get another opportunity to shut them up. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of noise going on up there in Kentucky. And, and this game is going to be hostile. It's going to be – I love right before. Don't be surprised if we don't see some fights on the sideline. <laughs> you know, some, there'll be a lot of shit talking. And, and, and who knows? I don't know what Will Levis's future is, but this may be the last time we see him. Um, I think he wants to go out with a bang. So this this should be a this should be a hell of a matchup. Now one final one, Shane. I don't know if you I'm sure you've seen this before, but it I think it was Georgia Tech and Citadel like in 200 years ago, and the, and the final score was like 222 to zero. <laughs> That's what could be happening again. Georgia Tech at Georgia, but it's going to be flipped the other way because them Bulldogs can kind of just pick their own score in this one. Georgia Tech's already fired their coach. Georgia's mm-hmm. the, the only hope, and it I don't even I'm not even saying hope, but man, looking ahead to the SEC title game, looking ahead to the playoff, that's the only way this is a 50 point <laughs> margin of victory, don't you think? Oh, Mike, this is a race to 35, and then Kirby's <laughs> sitting on it with the backups. That's what's happening here. Get them, try to stay healthy. Keep keep all my tight ends healthy. Keep my quarterback healthy, <laughs> and, and get out of there. No more defense injuries. We we want to just because with your backups, I'd literally Kirby could put it, put together a team of second string, and they would beat Georgia Tech. So there's <laughs> there is absolutely no pressure here. Just just go just just do your thing. Race to 35 and then sit on it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, buddy, uh, we went a little long here hitting on all the uh, rivalry matchups we got this weekend. We'll make our picks on that next episode. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No, man. I, I Just my favorite week, Mike. We got we got Thanksgiving. We got oh all the good food, man. I've been thinking about it. I've been trying to, like, I'm gearing up for a diet after this thing. and. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I got to go of, out. Story of your life. I know, right? I'm always, <laughs> it's like Tennessee. We'll get them next year, you know? <laughs> That's what I do every New Year's. Well, last year didn't work out. But uh, no, brother, I, I'm joking. This this is my favorite time. Got family in. Uh, it was great seeing you this week. And uh, uh, and now we get to watch a little college football. And, and, you know, I said it earlier in the show, this is, uh, this is also a tough time of year because – it's at the end of it. So, you know, it may be Florida, Florida State, and you may not care about either one of those teams. But I guarantee you're going to be tuned in because you know deep down inside we ain't got too many of these games left. So I, I'm I'm just pumped up. I love talking about it. And uh, I, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow with our picks. Absolutely. Well, zero confidence. Zero <laughs> confidence in these picks. Rivalry, I don't even want to lock it because I don't want to put any evil on anybody. So uh, I'm, I'm – I'll put it on Tennessee. I haven't done it all year, so my lock tomorrow will be on Tennessee. So I've already screwed them up by not doing my Bama walks, and and the football gods bit me. So I apologize for that. So, again, Mike. uh, (laughs) Anyway. All right. All right. That's – 
perfect place to yeah. cut Shane's re latest rant off. But I appreciate you, as always. Appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Safe travels uh, this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> See you guys. Go balls.